And thanks for joining us now on KVCR for KVC Arts, arts and entertainment, as well as the people and places providing it. I'm David Fleming. And this edition of the program will be through a very much informational interview speaking about the organization Milltree, that's spelled M-I-L-T-R-E-E, and some really cool opportunities coming up in the very near future. First, though, welcoming Pat Wallace and Gabriel Hart. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me. Yeah, thank you, David. Thanks for having us, David. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'd like to get a bit more about each of you, as well as Tapestries of Transformation. But first, talk about what Milltree is. Just a good general overview. Yeah, Milltree is a 501c3 nonprofit. We're focused on integrating veterans back in the community. Our vision is to end veteran isolation, and we do that through collaborative projects, getting engaged together. We do that through inclusive dialogue. It could be a community cookout. It could be the type of retreat that we just had that we'll probably get into later. And also through creative expression, like singer-songwriter workshops, which we've done in the past, or through large assemblage sculptures that we've done together out in the high desert. So it could be uh, many things, but we have a mini-pronged strategy to get vets plugged back into community. And that's what we do, David. Nice, nice. That, that is phenomenal. And if you could talk about how Milltree started, who helped it along? It was someone from not even this region, actually. Right. This was a book called War in the Soul by Dr. Ed Tick. And he was looking at a lot of veterans coming out of Vietnam in particular Mm -hmm. and the PTSD that they were experiencing at the time or weren't even really calling it that and really writing about what it took to get our veterans reintegrated. David, you're a veteran as Mm -hmm. well as I am. They do a lot to get you in, right? They kind of mold you as they want you to be. But once you get out, it's not like there's some reintroduction to the world, right? You're just kind of, yeah. <laughs> once you're out, you're out. Yeah. They, and it's they up didn't, to you. Yeah, mold us on how to become a civilian again. That's right. I remember my chief saying, oh, yeah. you'll make a good civilian. And I laughed because, yeah, <laughs> you bet I will, buddy. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like Tick talked about these ancient cultures, the Greeks, others throughout the world where they had this wisdom already. We've lost it. So once they left war, there were a number of purification rituals, not some crazy midnight moon ceremony. This is really just a group of people doing the same thing to build community, right? So they would get their warriors together coming home from war. They'd have like a ritual exchanging of clothes, right? Like taking Mm -hmm. the warrior armor, laying that down, receiving new garments from the community and possibly having some kind of like baptism type Mm, of ceremony as a symbol of a change in their life, right? So they would have a decompression time away from their families and their communities, but we just don't do any of that. So we're left to pick up the pieces as it were. This is really fascinating. I mean, as far as this transformative aspect mm-hmm. of some of the ancient warriors, and not to knock midnight moon ceremonies or anything <laughs> like that, but this is just so fascinating. And again, you mentioned the exchange of clothing. The first mm-hmm. thing that I thought of is that so many of these great warriors that we read about in myth and legend. Once they take off their armor, they're putting on their farmer's tunic and Mm -hmm. picking up their plow again. It's not like they were professional soldiers, for example. That's right. We'll get to Tapestries of Transformation in just a few moments. But now how about a bit of each of you, your background intertwined with how you got involved with Milltree. Gabriel, how about you? So I got involved with Milltree about 2019, fall of 2019. Cheryl Montel, the founder, approached me to facilitate the writing workshop for vets, active duty military, and really whoever. The great thing about Milltree is that it's veteran focused, but 
it's inclusive. I mean, it's all about building the bridge between vets, active duty military, and civilians. So, yeah, I started out by facilitating a writing workshop at this church in Joshua Tree. Yeah, I've been involved ever since. After that, we started doing this event called Mojave Noir that I helped Cheryl co-produce with our friend Renee Asher Pickup, where we get the kind of local noir and crime writers to read, and then all the proceeds from that go back into the organization. She brought me on to this Tapestries of Transformation project as the writer alongside Christian Camargo, who will be directing. It's been an incredible experience so far especially coming down from the retreat last weekend, which was just an extremely profound experience. We will definitely hear about that in a few moments. Pat, how about your background as a person, as a veteran, how you became involved with Miltree? Sure thing. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. That's where my mom's from. My dad's from Alabama, so I went to grade school, high school there. I went back to college for architecture at Tulane. I was in ROTC, so as soon as I graduated, I was commissioned into the U.S. Army as an engineer officer. I wound up in my first unit in Hanau, Germany with the 130th Engineer Brigade. My first platoon was a topographic platoon. I wound up making lots of maps, uh, 24-7 operations supporting what we were doing in Kosovo because my active duty was 1998 to the end of 2001. So right after 9-11, I left active duty. So from there, I wound up settling in California because my wife already had a place here. I figured that'd be good for sustaining our marriage to move in <laughs> together. So I wound up moving to the Bay Area down here about 12 years ago to start working as, again, a map maker, but on the software development side with a company called Esri based out of Redlands. And my wife is an artist, and she had been the executive director of the San Bernardino Arts Connection, mm-hmm. Arts Council, and she had got hooked up with Cheryl like 10 years ago now seems like. And mm. the more I learned about this organization, the more I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I helped out here and there. And then eventually I became a board member, I think, like in 2019-ish. And I've been president of the board for the last couple of years. So Really cool. Yeah. So there's been great events in the past and there will be in the, well, in the future as well as the very near future. The various aspects of Tapestries of Transformation. Now, overall, that is a program, and there are several steps or aspects to it. So first, there was the Veterans Retreat. That was just this last weekend. So if both of you could talk about what went on and maybe more importantly, what was discovered. Right. You know, a lot of vets lose their way in the world. They're either coming with some service-related trauma or it's just the profound loss of this close-knit community that had mm-hmm. common purpose. And they've just not been able to find that again in the, quote, real world. So we have a lot of veterans that are suffering from isolation and loneliness. In fact, you know, we have a large veteran community in the San Bernardino area, particularly Morongo Basin near 29 Palms. About 11% of adults there are vets. So Mm. that's pretty large compared to the county, which is 4%. But those vets have like three times the level of PTSD that you find in the general population. So bookended by geographic isolation, this kind of trouble reconnecting after service their country. The larger issue in our culture now, like the Surgeon General earlier this year released a bulletin saying that loneliness is a big problem. Half of all American adults are suffering from it. It's resulting in 30% higher mortality rates. It's like the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, right? Oh my so, gosh. 
So there's this compressing kind of factor between all of those aspects. I think it's an emergency, honestly. We need to get out there. We need to connect our vets back together. So the retreat was the first part of a larger program, Tapestries. The idea was to connect vets and community, guided by community elders, and storytelling, right? First, opening up with the telling of myth and stories of the land. We had tribal elders from the Cahuilla, Serrano, mm. and the Cherokee Nation who live out in this area now, and some veteran elders. And that kind of opened the dialogue for this group. We had like 20 total, 10 veterans, 10 community members. We had the creative team there, Gabriel's a part of it, and it was this immersive experience where we all told our story of how we got there. And you know that was kicked off by this telling of myth and the stories of the land. And the concept is to build a new mythic narrative of the world that we need, not necessarily the one that we have, because for many of us, the one that we have isn't working so well, mm -hmm. right? Yes, wow. All right, Gabriel, now your part in this weekend retreat, and as I mentioned earlier, not just what you took out of it, but what as a collective was discovered, I think is how I put it earlier. I tell you, when Cheryl, the founder of Miltree, invited me into this project, she mentioned it would be a lot of work. And I, for whatever reason, I just had no idea how much inner work it was going to take, how much work of the heart it was going to take. I feel like I went into the retreat kind of blind and came out just very wide-eyed, kind of transformed. I was mentioning to Pat earlier, I think a civilian's relationship with a veteran, I feel like there's just a real distance there. I think a lot of times we feel almost unworthy of what they've been through. And there's a disconnect there, you know. After being in a room with all these guys, it just made me realize just how much common ground we have as Americans. I think just how much of that struggle we share. And just by the end of it, I felt like I just shared a very intimate experience with all these people that were, we came into it as strangers and we left as a bit of a family. Mm -hmm. Nice. And we alluded to this, but I just want to state it to be clear, a person does not have to be a veteran to be a part of this, or even associated with any veteran. This is a part of inclusion between civilians and veterans alike. So this is really a wonderful, I guess, collective is the word that keeps on coming to my mind here. On this retreat, some of the stories that were discovered, these will be going toward an eventual performance. And this is sort of the culmination of a lot of workshops and other steps to this program, Tapestries of Transformation. And so we'll get to the performance after a bit. But some of these workshops, these will be led by different people. But if you could speak on these regardless... I'm speaking with Pat Wallace and Gabriel Hart. I'm David Fleming. The first of these workshops for Tapestries of Transformation is a drumming workshop. Now, these are going to be taught each weekend through February, mostly Saturdays. The drumming workshop, that's the first one, February 3rd. Be led by Gabba Avaro and her drummer Tyler. They're from the local group Tuvaro. They're kind of part of the whole Joshua Tree music festival scene. I would call it a bit of a scene that's been created, very mm -hmm. world music-oriented. So they're going to be teaching the drumming workshop. Yeah, we've been kind of exploring ways that that's going to be translated, I think, between the sounds of combat being transmuted to just repetition and just the kind of catharsis of drumming. I think we were surprised at the retreat over the weekend of the amount of vets that were drummers. So it was <laughs> a really great synchronicity that happened. We were jazzed to see that. I guess one thing that I'm reminded of, Gabriel, that I learned from Kim Marcus, the Kuya and Serana elder, is... You know, the drums represent to their people the rhythm of the world and of life. Right. So weaving in that connection is really interesting to me. 
people who have not been a part of something like that, it's not just something that the long-haired folks are doing outside the Dead concert or these days the Fish concerts. Uh, no, even that's out of date. But okay. So, but the thing is, is yes, it's this very meditative thing. You're talking about beating on drums. You think that would be loud and jolting, but no, getting into this collective rhythm, it really is a meditative experience. Now, the next aspect of Tapestries of Transformation is a writing and storytelling workshop, and that's going to be February 10th, also a Saturday. Gabriel, this is one that you're leading. So talk about what this is, the focus, maybe the purpose. First of all, what we did over the weekend of the retreat is that all the participants kind of gave an offering. We gave them all journals, and half of it was just to journal freely, and then the other half was to give an offering of what we could potentially use for this performance. I kind of want to repeat that with the storytelling, but maybe go a little deeper with transmuting life experience. I think the obvious thing would be default to memoir, which definitely has its value. But as a fiction writer, I kind of like to go one step further and kind of remove the self from the writing and really translate feeling through fiction, through maybe other, other characters. When you create a character you can do whatever you want with that character. You're not confined in your own life experience. So I'd like to explore that a little bit. And I think another thing we're going to explore, just to continue with the openness and the vulnerability of the retreat, is when each participant finishes their piece of writing is to have somebody else read it out loud. Just to keep that connection and that interweaving thread going. The whole concept of thread is something that we want to carry from the retreat into this performance. During the retreat, when everyone would give these profound oral shares to the group, we had a thread, an actual ball of twine that just kept getting passed through the group. The literal thread, yeah. you Okay, okay. Correct. So we were making a tangible web of connectivity in the room. Then the elders kind of prompted us to all go outside a very small threshold all 30 of us, and kind of work together how we were going to pass through this threshold, holding this very tangled web that we had just woven. That's Gabriel Hart, along with Pat Wallace from Milltree, with a project in the works designed to connect veterans with their communities, with workshops continuing through February, a performance in May, and more just ahead. As KVC Arts continues, find many past KVC Arts programs via podcast through iTunes, NPR One. Spotify and Google Play, and most past shows are at kvcrnews.org slash arts. You mentioned that some of this will be going toward the eventual performance. Of course, not all of it, but selections from the writing and storytelling workshop, this will eventually be molded into and by the next couple of workshops, the acting workshop and the movement workshop. So let's hear about the acting. Remind me of the man who's going to be leading this? It's Christian Camargo. So he's a classically trained actor, went to Juilliard. He's done a lot. You know, his most recent TV series work was in the series C on Apple TV with Jason Momoa. He had recently produced a movie about Willy Boy out in Joshua Tree area. (laughs) Oh, okay. Right? He lives in the area, and he's super engaged in the community. And we were both concerned about these same topics. And he had helped Miltree out before with a previous acting workshop. And it just seemed like a natural thing to approach him, tell him about what we were thinking, and see if he was game to take on something this substantial. And he was. And we're grateful for it. So he's our creative director. 
you know, this is a really improvisational group that we're working with, and okay. Gabriel can attest to that. Like, we don't know the form of the final performance yet, and this is really a cue from Christian. You know, he has a lot of experience and work in theater and performance, and that's really kind of how we're approaching this particular problem. I know it's going to be an amazing performance because we have an amazing mm-hmm. creative team, and we have an important story to tell. But we can't yet presuppose what that final performance would be like. You know, it's going to be May 4th. I'm excited just as everybody else is to see what it's going to be. Pat was mentioning we don't know exactly what form it'll take. And I suppose that is because we haven't yet gotten to the writing and storytelling aspect of it. And some of this may mold itself into, hey, this could be a good script. Or some of it could be molded into subject lines that people could then speak on, and then it's that type of a performance. So we don't even know at this point, but it could be a variety of things that still serve the same purpose. Correct. Yeah. It's really exciting to me that we don't quite know how to even explain it or define it. I think this is a really exciting stage of the creative process where you're still kind of in the dark. Like Christian has brought so much at our last meeting. He's all like, hold on, let's not define this yet. Let's just stay here. We're still processing this very heavy experience over the weekend. Let's stay in this space. Sometimes that process takes a while and you don't want to rush it, you know. There's almost a discipline in letting go and just staying comfortable in that liminal space. What I'm looking for, like with everyone's offerings, we closed the circle on Sunday and everyone walked out and handed me their offerings from their journal. I've been typing them up all week and I'm basically looking not for anything extremely personal, but more overarching universal feelings that I could create an arc out of. One thing we're trying to distill here, and maybe Pat could speak to this Mm -hmm. a little bit afterwards, is we're trying to create a new archetype, so to speak. This whole process reminds me of the hero's journey. A lot of times in a story arc, there's conflict and, you know, spike. And a lot of these stories, we're seeing that spike as like a permanent interruption Mm -hmm. of the hero's path. We're trying to create a new archetype, and I'm really excited to see what we come up with. I wish we could have Joseph Campbell here for <laughs> that. that. Would be, that, that would be all I could think of when you were talking about the archetypal hero and the journey. And the, Okay. Pat, you had something on that as well, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is that, like I was saying earlier, we need a new story. We're trying to uncover a new pattern, one that doesn't lead us to this destination isolation In a way, a lot of our current culture is teed up against us to that end, right? There's a lot of encouragement to indulge the self, fulfill our own desire, and not look outside the self. And that's what we're really fighting against. So how can we break that pattern, as it were? You know, it can't be dictated from the top. This needs to be emergent. Mm. It needs to be emergent from the community. And that's what I love about this process. Oh, absolutely. There's so many cool things about this. It was cool as I was hearing about it, I don't know, whenever we spoke a couple months back. And then reading about it, cool still. And now I'm just hearing more and more aspects of it that just make a person want to want to get involved. I At least I hope that people hearing this they're going to be driven to contact you guys after this is over. 
The next workshop is a movement workshop, February 24th. And Gabriel was just speaking about the space. And that's the first thing that I went to. And any kind of movement exercises or classes or workshops that I've ever been a part of, that's always the major mm-hmm. part of it, becoming aware of the space and using the space. And now I'm thinking about the more cowbell routine, use the space. <laughs> but this is really what we're talking about, exploring ourselves and exploring what's around us and interacting in a different way. Who's leading the movement workshop? This is Barbara Koch. She's an accomplished dancer. She went to the North Carolina School for the Arts, studied dance. Oh, Winston-Salem. Yeah, so it's a pretty intense program. She worked in New York for a while, has traveled all around the world with her work, and is now living out in the high desert. We're lucky to have folks of this caliber want to work with us and be a part of this experience. Like, we don't know a lot about the final form of this performance, but we do know mm-hmm. is that there's going to be choreography and movement. We do know that there's going to be percussion, there's going to be acting, and we're going to need a story, Gabriel. (laughs) (laughs) The next aspect of Tapestries of Transformation is a performance. So since this is a culmination on the shared experiences of the participants, does that mean that a person should plan on being a part of each of these workshops to mm-hmm. lead toward this eventual performance? Or can a person pick and choose? You know, maybe they're interested in some of or one of the workshops, but could really give two hoots about some of the others. They could pick and choose, right? Okay. I mean, just as in the community, we have different roles and responsibilities, the same for our performance, right? We're not discouraging folks to participate in all of them. I think that's great. I, I want to because I think it's it super cool. interesting mm-hmm. and it's way different than coding software. <laughs> so, so I love it. Get something different mixed in there. You know, so it's an opportunity to skill up, as it were, for veterans, for a community. And folks that go through those workshops can be part of the performance. This will culminate in the performance based on the shared experiences. The rehearsals will be going through March and April. Pat mentioned the final performance will be taking place in May. So, though the performance is a culmination of much of what went on, there is yet one more part to all this, and that is the sharing of it. There's going to be a documentary film as well as a toolkit of the program. I have that in print, but I don't know what it means. (laughs) Yeah, I'll illuminate a little bit. So, I mean, there's so many talented people out in that area. Another person that we're working with is Cheryl Bookout. She happens to be on our board She's a documentarian. She did a critically acclaimed documentary a couple years ago, Inside the Beauty Bubble. I encourage folks to take a look at it. And she's telling the story of our veterans, the kind of crucible that we're going through now to tell that particular story. While her documentary, the subject is wider than our program, it does include our program. So we'll be including that as part of a digital experience that we'll be publishing, posting as our program culminates. So the idea is that we would be able to have a veterans community tell their stories, have them posted to the site, as well as provide digital artifacts, reels that we've taken along the process of creating this performance. So, mm. You know, we really want to tell the story, not just of community, but of how in the heck we pulled this thing off so yeah. that uh, potentially others could recreate it in their own communities. So that's the idea is we'll have a leave behind. Our vision is a digital experience for that, not some static tome or PDF. 
It's much more than just, for lack of a better word, a souvenir for those involved. It is, as you mentioned, hopefully something that could help other organizations in other places, other isolated areas. They, I'm sure, are dealing with so much of the same. Yes. So phenomenal then. I want to read the issue. This is something that Pat wrote up and then a phrase which really struck me. So first, the issue. Many veterans lose their way in the world, whether burdened by service-related trauma or crushed by the profound loss of community and common purpose. Too many become isolated and alienated from a society that often misjudges them. And now the part that really struck me. This isn't just a veteran issue. It's a community issue. I know that we touched on that, but this would, in a way, be a nice way of almost capping this off. Right. You know, I didn't, (laughs) you don't realize this until you start serving this community. I mean, maybe some of us are attuned to this and we're caught up in the hurly-burly of day-to-day in terms of our isolation from our community in general. I had thought about this for a while, and I guess there's a phrase I had written down that (laughs) we're a culture of work, not necessarily a culture that works. Mm. We work a lot just to pay the mortgage, to get groceries, feed the family, get the kids educated. And there's no time left over for the community building that we desperately need. And it really kind of shows you what we value in this world. So it's not a surprise that we've wound up in this particular spot. It's not a surprise that the Surgeon General released that bulletin or that WHO released a similar health note this past year. And it was when serving our veterans through our mission, dealing with their issues of isolation, that I started seeing this resonance, right? That this is why they were having trouble breaking through, because (laughs) we have to build our communities. If we take a neutral look at it, I think we could say rightly that compared to a generation ago or a couple generations ago, particularly before the digital age that's been upon us for the last 40 years, that we were healthier in terms of community and community building. So we've lost something and we need to bring it back. And the only way to do that is from the bottom up. That's a great way of putting that. Now, normally I'd mention a website for more information, and I do certainly want to include that, but more importantly, I think, how people can get involved in this specific program, and then also to find out more about Miltree and to be able to support it by any means, not just financial contributions, but with your time, with your input, with your help in any sort. What's the best way for people to contact or get more info anyway? Great question. wwwmil tree, T-R-E-E dot org, mill-tree.org. On the homepage at the bottom, you can sign up to be on our mailing list. And you'll also see links to the different programs and events that we just talked about. You'll see links to the workshops and you can sign up right there. Yeah, I noticed that actually. I was at milltree.org earlier just just a button for each one of those. You can click on it, it expands, and there's an RSVP section. So that part, getting involved, really, really easy. Pat Wallace and Gabriel Hart, we've been speaking to about not only Milltree, but also the current program, Tapestries of Transformation, the steps involved, which includes some really great workshops coming up very, very soon, each weekend in February, as a matter of fact. And again, you don't have to be a part of all of them. You can pick and choose, but this culminates in a performance experience and just a great thing all around, it seems. And beyond this program itself, there's so much more going on with Miltree as well. So again, Pat Wallace, Gabriel Hart, 
thank you so much for joining me on this. Yeah, thank you, David. Thank you, David. Once again, more information on these workshops, as well as more about Milltree at mill-tree.org, M-I-L-T-R-E-E.org. And a reminder that these workshops are coming up in the very near future. Thanks again to Pat and Gabriel, and here at KBCR, thanks to Lillian Vasquez, Rick Dulock, and Sharina Wan. Music beds and themes heard on KVCR. It's composed and performed by Sean Longstreet. So thanks to Sean as well. Find many past KVC Arts programs via podcast through iTunes, NPR One, Spotify, and Google Play. And most past shows are at kvcrnews.org slash arts. I'm David Fleming. Thanks especially to you for listening and for your support. <laughs>